Well, changes are coming to the Big 12. Bruce Weber out as head coach of the Kansas State Wildcats. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. It's good to be here with you uh, as we roll through a Big 12 tournament week. But the news angle that dropped that has uh, taken away a lot of the attention here in Kansas City, at least temporarily, is Bruce Weber resigning as the head basketball coach of the Kansas State Wildcats, this coming after a loss to West Virginia in the first round of the Big 12 tournament, 73-67. to So then it became a matter of when. You know, Bruce Weber got choked up uh, talking about this team and his time at Kansas State, saying, I love Kansas State on, uh, I guess that would have been Wednesday night after the game. And you feel for the guy. I mean, Bruce Weber seems like a really good dude. Bruce Weber is the kind of guy that if I had a son who was really good at basketball, like I, I think that him playing for Bruce Weber, I'd be really comfortable with. That's the kind of guy that Bruce Weber seems to be. But the reality is, is that the last three years, Bruce Weber had finished 10th, 9th, and 9th in the Big 12 standings. And this came four seasons after that run to the Elite Eight back in the 2018 NCAA tournament. And then, you know, the next year he finished tied for first, but he lost in the round of 64 with that team that went 25-9. and nine. And then he goes in Big 12 play 3-15, and 4-14, and 14, and 6-12. and 12. So the last three years in Big 12 play, Bruce Weber had gone 13-41. and 41. I mean, that's just unacceptable. It's unacceptable for any team. Over a three-year stretch. Never mind a program that, you know, I'm not saying Kansas State's KU. All right, it's not. It's never going to be. But uh, Kansas State has a basketball history and tradition that it should be proud of. And when you finish 10th, 9th, 9th in the Big 12 Conference over a three-year stretch and you're that many years removed from that Elite Eight, it's time to go. Kansas State was kind enough to allow Bruce Weber to resign. That's very nice of them. Uh, But it's pretty interesting, too. I saw this, that uh, Kellis Robinette had this from the Wichita Eagle and Kansas City Star. The buyout, he's still getting his buyout, even though he resigned. Kansas State's going to honor the terms of Bruce Weber's buyout. He's getting a million dollars after resigning. So Bruce Weber uh, finishes his career with K-State, overall record 184 and 147. That's the third most total wins in program history, also ranks third amongst K-State coaches in league championships with two. Uh, This move had to be done. There is no obvious sign that things are improving tomorrow or next season. So I think Bruce Weber knew that writing was on the wall. After, especially after the game, he kind of wore his emotions on his sleeve and You know, you feel for the guy. Absolutely you feel for the guy. But at the same time, this is big business. There are millions of dollars on the line. And uh, the move had to be made. So now the question is, where do you go? If you are Gene Taylor, the athletic director, what direction do you take this thing? Well, we know who everybody in K-State wants, right? We know that K-State wants Brad Underwood, the Illinois head coach. Of course, alma mater, we know he's a Kansas guy, McPherson, Kansas native, K-State player, former assistant under Frank Martin. And this is a guy who everywhere he's gone, he's had success, right? 
Got his first head coaching gig as Stephen F. Austin, led the Lumberjacks to three Southland Conference titles, and then he had a one-year stint at Oklahoma State. He led them to an NCAA tournament. Couldn't agree to a raise. He bolts for Illinois, and he's turned the Illini into a winning team. Ironically, the last time they were winning like this was under Bruce Weber. They just won the Big Ten regular season title. Can K-State pry away Brad Underwood? I'm not sitting here and saying it's likely. I don't think it is likely. But you make the call and you make the pitch. All right, Brad Underwood is 58 years old. He's easily got a good seven, eight years left. I mean, heck, he could go another 15 if he really wants. But this guy knows K-State. I mean, obviously, think about his career, by the way. I just mentioned growing up in Kansas, you know, he played at Independence Community College, then at K-State. Dodge City Community College was part of his early coaching career. He became an assistant at K-State back in 06. And then he stayed there through the 2012 season where he ended as the associate head coach. Uh, This is the call that you make. And maybe some believe, well, he's so settled in. He's got the Big Ten. Uh, He's winning Big Ten titles. Why is he going to leave? Well, first off, this is a guy who, you know, kind of spurned Oklahoma State. All right. I mean, let's let's just be honest here. He spurned Oklahoma State. I, I, I don't think that loyalty to Illinois, based on what I can tell from the outside looking in, runs all that deep for Bruce Weber. Excuse me, for Brad Underwood. Just my hunch. I mean, he's been there five years. He's taken them from finishing near the bottom of the conference to now first place in uh, the Big Ten. And, you know, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, why not? Like, why is it that crazy to me that Brad Underwood would leave or at least seriously look at a place like Kansas State, his alma mater that he knows so well? Now, it's going to cost him. I don't think Brad Underwood is leaving for less than $4 million, which is what he's making right now. All right, and I'd have to look up to see what exactly Bruce Weber was making at Kansas State and what his contract was for. So Weber signed an extension. This is, let's see. So in 2018, Weber signed a contract extension through the 2022-2023 season that would have paid him almost $3 million in his final year. So Brad Underwood's making more than a million dollars over what Bruce Weber's been making at K-State. Is K-State going to pony up that kind of money? I don't think Brad Underwood's giving him a hometown discount. And nor, I mean, nor should he. I mean, Brad Underwood's got a great thing going at Illinois. I'm sure, you know, 15 years ago, it'd be his dream to be the K-State head coach. It may still be to some capacity, but not at the cost of a million dollars per year. So they're not getting a hometown discount, nor should they. All right, this is uh, big boy athletics. You want to play in the big leagues, pay up. But you make the call, you make the pitch, and if you have the money, then uh, you see where Underwood's mind is at. And that would be the first move that K-State has got to consider. All right? Now, our own Matthew Postens uh, threw out some other names that should be looked at. And so did our own uh, Joe Matthew. He, he threw out names like Chris Mack, who had a very successful stint from uh, at Xavier. And then he took over the Louisville job. And, you know, things didn't work out at Louisville, where he eventually got fired. The other name that comes up is Greg Marshall. I'll get to Greg Marshall, the former Wichita State head coach here, coming up uh, in a little bit. I'll give you the guys that Matthew Postens believes should be looked at by K-State. 
Chris Jans, head coach at New Mexico State, led the Aggies to four regular season WAC titles. Uh, the Aggies are the number one seed in the WAC tournament this weekend. They've won 80% of their conference games since he took over in 2017. Iowa native has some Kansas roots, coached at Independence Community College, spent some time as an assistant at Wichita State, so he knows the region. Dana Ford, head coach at Missouri State, also former Wichita State assistant coach. He's working his way up the ranks quickly. Uh, he's already on his second head coaching job. Bears have 23 victories this season. They missed out on an automatic berth by failing to win the Missouri Valley Tournament title, but, you know, they're building, and he's building, Dana Ford, a potential mid-major monster. Then you look at uh, the former Maryland head coach, Mark Turgeon. So this guy was let go by Maryland earlier this season. But we know that, uh, you know, he's got an impressive resume, and he has mid-rest roots. His second head coaching stint was at Wichita State, don't forget, and he took the Shockers to a Sweet 16. He's a native of Wichita, Kansas. He played at Kansas under Larry Brown, and he was an assistant coach under Brown and Roy Williams at KU. So, and, and I thought he was older than he is. He's 57, so he's the same age as Brad Underwood. So he's, you know, he's got plenty of time left in terms of, you know, if he wants to be a head coach, he can do it. He can absolutely do it. And K-State should take a look at him, of course, if the Underwood thing does not work out. That's a very worthy way uh, to look. Mark Fox, head coach at Cal. Now, uh, Matthew Postens writes here that Fox is not having the best of runs at Cal. Hasn't had a winning season in three seasons on the West Coast. But at Nevada and Georgia, consistent winner took those teams to 10 postseason berths in 14 seasons. Former K-State assistant coach, 94 to 2000. Garden City, Kansas native. Definitely the riskiest candidate, given the lack of recent success. But, hey, worth a look. And then there's Greg Marshall, the former Wichita State head coach. Of course, the physical abuse allegations led to his resignation a couple of years ago. Um, he's won more than 500 games. He's taken Wichita State to the Final Four. Does K-State want to deal with that baggage? Well, it depends. I mean, if I'm down to Greg Marshall and Mark Fox from Cal, I'd go Greg Marshall. I, I, I would absolutely go Greg Marshall if I was K-State. I'm not saying, you know, I, I think it's good what he was uh, alleged to have done. The allegations were, there were multiple allegations of verbal and physical abuse over several years. If you recall the story, Wichita State announced an internal investigation a couple of years back after several abuse allegations from both staff and players went public in a report in The Athletic. The allegations, some of which were corroborated by several players, include punching player Shaquille Morris during an October 2015 practice, as well as choking an assistant, Kyle Lindstedt, during the 2016-17 season. Other allegations detailed include Marshall telling a Native American player to get back on his horse and making Indian howling noises during the 2018-2019 season. In an October 13th statement back in 2020, Marshall wrote, in response to the allegations put forward in the media, I simply state unequivocally that I've never physically struck a player or a colleague. Allegations claiming otherwise are false. And then, of course, he was let go about a month later, or he resigned a month later. It's been... You know, a couple of years now, 
Time heals a lot of wounds. In today's climate, is that enough? I don't know. I do know this. 2007 to 2020, this guy had a stretch at Wichita State that cannot be overlooked. We know the Final Four back in 2013, but a Sweet 16 trip as well. Uh, multiple round of 32 appearances as well. So the guy can coach basketball. All right? The guy can coach basketball. Now, he's made millions. By the way, he got a settlement of nearly $8 million over six years. So maybe that tells you something else about how things went down at Wichita State. I don't know for sure. But I'm not as opposed to at least having a conversation with Greg Marshall as some might be. Question is, is Gene Taylor the kind of guy at K-State, the athletic director, who's willing to take that kind of a risk? He doesn't seem like he is. Gene Taylor does not seem like the kind of guy that really wants to be dealing with that, with really any criticism, to be honest. It's just not how he strikes me. I may be wrong, but he doesn't strike me as the guy who's really big risk, which is why, and big reward type stuff. I'm just not sensing that from Gene Taylor. Happy to be wrong about it, uh, but that's why I also think Underwood is a long shot. I don't see Taylor saying, yeah, we're going to go dump four to five mil a year on Brad Underwood. I mean, he's making four right now at Illinois. Is that going to change? Is he going to take a pay cut? Nor, no, he's not, and nor should he, as we talked about earlier. So fascinating times right now, fascinating times with Kansas State and in the Big 12 as the job is now open in Manhattan. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Boy, it's a great time of year. Selection Sunday's coming up, my goodness. But we got much more coming your way next on Heartland College Sports Weekly. Hey, college basketball fans, it's Pete Mundo, your host of the main Heartland College Sports Podcast. By the way, we are growing out the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Hope you'll check out our Texas Tech and Bedlam editions of the show that are getting underway. And you can join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Yes, it's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbooks isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. So what does that mean? Everyone can play Free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three-pointers. Then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use our promo code HCS. That's HCS for Heartland College Sports. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with our promo code HCS this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Well, it's crazy, too. We've got the uh, Big 12 tournament, of course, underway this week. And I'll tell you what, I think about two years ago this week when COVID shut down the whole world. Think back to that, right? COVID shuts down the whole world the quarterfinal day of the Big 12 tournament. And it was one of those moments, it seems surreal, because remember, Wednesday night, they played a couple of games. And then Thursday morning, when you've got the four quarterfinal games, you start to hear some rumblings. Hey, what's what's going on? Is, is the tournament going to continue? Is college basketball going to continue? 
it was a weird, strange week. And I'll never forget, it was, I think it was Texas and Texas Tech was set to play in the first game. And they were on the court practicing when the Big 12 canceled the tournament. They were warming up for the first quarterfinal game, and they canceled the tournament with guys on the court and fans in the stadium. And, you know, the Big East, everybody canceled their tournaments. Obviously, the whole sport shut down. And I remember that day, I drove down to Power and Light. And it's weird because you think back on that moment, and, like, there were no masks. It was just canceled. Everything was canceled. But it's not like it was like, we're shutting down the tournament and everybody start wearing masks. Remember, there were no masks till a few weeks after that because first it was no masks, then it was masks, and I won't go down that road. But anyway, uh, you get the point. So I'm sitting at a bar that afternoon with Matthew Postens, who, of course, you're going to hear and you always hear on this show. And we're sitting at a bar in Power and Light District right there in Kansas City, right across from what was then the Sprint Center, now the T-Mobile Center, where they play the Big 12 tournament. And uh, we're just kind of shooting it, <laughs> having a conversation, having a few beers, reminiscing and, and bemoaning the fact that, you know, the guy came up here from Dallas for the Big 12 tournament, as he's done for the last several years. We put him up in a hotel. I live here, so, you know, I'm already here to begin with. And we're like, geez, what's the world going to look like? What's going to happen here? This stinks. And at that time, I remember it was still kind of like, are they going to do an NCAA tournament? What's going to happen here? What's the rest of the season going to look like? It was literally day to day. No one had any idea what was going to happen. But obviously, the world has not been the same since. Now, there's a sense of normalcy now. Thank goodness. It feels normal if you go down to the Big 12 tournament this week. And it's really been that way for the first time in a couple of years. We're grateful of that. Of course, we get a snowstorm here in Kansas City this week. So I feel bad for those of you coming up from Texas and looking to drink and eat and have a good time at the Power and Light District. And I'm sorry, but, you know, it was 75, 80 degrees last week. And now it's 30 degrees and snowing, but it's going to be 75 next week. So please make sure that you, uh, <laughs> that, you know, you can stay a little longer if you want. I already got to listen to Matthew complain about the weather here because he's from Dallas, as I noted. So he's like, oh, it's so cold. Oh, my gosh, snow. I'm like, all right. All right. All right, you Texas guys. Easy does it. You can deal with a little bit of snow, okay? Easy, easy does it. But this, uh, to me, is one of my favorite times of year for obvious reasons. It's kind of like the unofficial start of spring. It's just not feeling that way right now in Kansas City, which is uh, disappointing, to say the least. Now, something else to note. I, um, for those of you that don't know, I host a radio show in Kansas City every morning, 6 to 10 a.m. on KCMO Talk Radio at 7, 10 a.m. and uh, 103.7 FM. And every week I talk to the mayor of Kansas City, Quinton Lucas. And I talked to him this week about the Big 12 tournaments because the contract in Kansas City runs through 2025. And I said, you know, is this thing going to stay here beyond 2025? Can you get it to stay here beyond 2025? I think Kansas City is a great spot to have it. I'm obviously biased when I say it. But here was the back and forth between myself and the mayor of Kansas City. Contract runs through 2025. 
There are changes coming to the Big 12. We know that. Oklahoma, Texas leaving. You're a sports fan. You've got, you know, Houston, Cincinnati, uh, UCF, BYU coming in. How do you feel about Kansas City's prospects in keeping this uh, tournament here? And and have any of those conversations been had? I know it's three years away, but three years is is fast in, uh, in this kind of stuff. I think it is something that's going to be very important for us. We've talked a lot about the World Cup. We've talked about party conventions, any number of things. I think the bigger deal for us is to make sure, first of all, that we're defending what we have. We are putting a good pitch forward today and this weekend. It's unfortunate that we have the snow event. That is a bit of a distraction from the Big 12 scene, how great of a host this city is. But we've invested a lot. In downtown, you see new uh, luxury high-rises that are rising, new office investments. I talked to the commissioner yesterday who said, when you look at Kansas City from KC Live, from the Byron Light District, and you see everything that's built up around you, this is the type of environment where somebody feels like they are at a big conference tournament. This is the sort of environment that says, all right, this is a huge deal. They have a stamp on this region. You know, there's some amazing cities, Salt Lake City, Houston, and others that will be added to this conference soon, but I think when you look at the heart of this conference, Iowa State, Kansas, and Kansas State, some others, you continue to see that there's a geographical reason to be here. I think there's a good business reason that we've been able to push forward. I think with the loss of OU and Texas, you see even more push for why you would come to Kansas City rather than Dallas, which used to be our big competitor on these. So I fully expect us to keep the Big 12 tournament. And if I'm reelected, it, of course, will be one of my second-term priorities. There you go. That was uh, Mayor Quentin Lucas on my Kansas City radio show, KCMO Talk Radio, 6 to 10 a.m. I I hope he's right. I think he's absolutely right geographically. This makes even more sense with Texas and Oklahoma leaving. I don't think Dallas is a place the Big 12 should be going for the conference tournament based on how this league is going to be set up moving forward. Kansas City is a perfect spot when you talk about UCF, BYU, Cincinnati, Houston. It is centrally located. I know some of you coming up here this week – Not digging the snow, but you know, if you've done this before, you know you're more likely to get 60 and sunny than you are this weather today. So we'll see. Something to watch. I mean, 2025, of course, is when the contract's up, but that comes in a flash. That's that's here before you know it, especially when you're talking about sports contracts. I'm Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports Weekly. Hey, don't forget our partnership with DraftKings. Super important for us keeping uh, the growth of this show up. So use our promo code at DraftKings with the promo code HCS. That's HCS, and you got a great chance. New customers bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. All right, and don't forget, hit that subscribe button, rate, review. We've got a free Heartland College Sports koozie coming your way. When you leave me a rating and review on this show, and then send me an email. With a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, that's M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com. So appreciate you guys. Have a great day. Enjoy the Big 12 tournament. We'll talk to you soon on heartlandcollegesports.com.